Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, welcome to it. I'm proud to say I am the fittest man in the studio today on Off The Bench. You all right, mate? You look down in the dumps. I've got arthritis. Gout. I, I get arthritis in my ankles and uh, it's flaring up at the moment. What a massage, mate. <laughs> Not from you. Oh, mm. well, that's rude. Your big sausage fingers going nowhere near me. <laughs> I can't deny that. Hey, um, a big Thursday night game, geez. We were talking about it just off the air. I'm I'm dirty with referees again. There's only been one game, <laughs> that one game on Thursday night. I'll tell you. Anyway, we'll talk about it real soon. Um, Titans did all right against the Storm. We'll cover off on that. Uh, round 23, still more games to come. And Nat Butcher from the Roosters from the Roosters is joining us. That's the first time I've spoken to a rooster in a year and a half. Yeah, they don't make too many players available, do they? We've got a good one because uh, he's just signed a new deal with his brother at the Roosters. Egan. Yeah. That's how Sydney boys are. All right. Mm. Keep rubbing it oh, in. Oh, is that why you were saying roo roo rooster? Okay, yeah. gotcha. He mm. should be a ra ra rabbito. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and he's changed. He's changed a lot since he's – I mean, his dad played for the Bunnies. Mm. It's yeah. disgusting. He drinks white wine now instead of beer. He drinks oat milk Yeah. instead of cow's milk. Mm. What have, what's the cows done to him? Exactly. Oh, there'd be no, there'd be no cows in Bondi Beach, would there? No. Oh, actually, well, I've seen a few. And when he orders a coffee in Bondi Beach, <laughs> yes. it's one of those cafes where there's, there's a goat, yeah. an oat, yeah. and um, – <laughs> A macadamia yeah. and a yarn milk. The yeah. little teats, your, little, your milk. A yak. <laughs> and you do, it's self milking. <laughs> They're all in like glass cages. Uh, and you do, you're right, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Only on the eastern suburbs. Only Bondi Beach mm. on that boulevard there. Uh, tips around 23 came up as well, but let's not muck around. Let's get into it. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Have you ever milked a yak? No. Oh, I'd I like to have a yak. About what? No, I'd like to have one as a pet. Well, see, this comes from your um, your llama days because mm. you were llama walking last year. You've seen have gone off llamas. Is it because they spat on you? No, it's because I've moved off the property that we had and there's no room for there's no room for the the llamas anymore. Well, you do live you do live in quite a seedy area. Mm. Um, and yes, high I crime th- rate. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly since you moved in. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you could have a llama where you live. It's it's like a jung, it's a concrete jungle where you live, isn't mm, it? Yeah. And I wouldn't trust your son with a llama either. I don't know why. I just, I just don't know why. Anyway, can we move on? <laughs> well, I'm just waiting for you to. Fresh mounting on the eels who desperately need a win over the Cowboys. Well, geez, we hear this a lot, don't we? Um, you've got some thoughts around Dylan Brown, whether he's actually progressed in his third year. What, how many games? That's 50 uh, Yeah, he's touching on 50. He's 21 years of age. He's in his third season, but probably second full season of NRL. And I'm not quite sure whether he's just a victim of how Parramatta are going right now. And there's probably a debate, Jason, an argument around that, that Dylan Brown is one reason why they're not going so well because he plays in such a, a key position. Um, you look at some of the statistics when you compare him to some of the, the really good number sixes this year, your Munsters and your Cameron um, – sorry, your Cody Walkers. Yeah. Who scored, scored – uh, 12 tries. 12 tries, had uh, – 35 tries, sis. Tries, sis. Line breaks is up there as well. I think 50-something line breaks, whatever it may be, up against Dylan Brown who's had, what, two tries, sis, a couple of line yeah. breaks. It, it's not good enough. 
what it says to me is that the yeah the Cody Walkers and the and the Cameron Munsters what they're doing is that they're actually they understand the game first and foremost they've got the ability to dig in the line and make an opportunity for themselves or dig into the line deep enough and commit the defense that they create an opportunity for their outside men as well so and Dylan Brown's not doing that uh, I, I have heard that he's he's not a student of the game he just plays basically because he loves the game and he just gets out there and plays what's in front of him which is which is a great attitude to have but you've also got to be able to understand the game especially when you're in a playmaking role so for, personally for me I'd, I'd change him to fullback and it's a bit of a ballsy move leading into the finals but if you if he's going to be your future Dylan Brown, I think if yeah. you move him to fullback, it'll give him a, a bit of a an insight and a different view into how the game is played. From standing at the back and seeing an overall picture of the game, you got this this big canvas of the game. You can you can start seeing where the opportunities arise around yeah. the ruck on on each side of the field. And he's got the running game to play fullback. He's got the passing game to be a fullback as well. And I think down the track it'll be it'll be better for his game and better for Parramatta. I'd move Clint Gutherson up in, into five eight. Get, uh, get his hands on the ball more. Yeah, just get him more involved because he's a competitor and he's really good in defence too. Yeah, Gutho. and he'll be in the face of the yeah. defence constantly yeah. instead yeah. of sitting back and waiting for the ball to come to him. You mentioned uh, Cam Munster on Thursday night. His first half wasn't that great. No. Hardly involvement. I reckon Bellamy gave it to him at half time. Well, he gave it to all of them. Uh, he mainly put a lot of pressure on there, what they call their middle forwards, their front rowers, the yep. hookers, the guys that play in the middle of the field. And for more reports, Cam wasn't directly um, spoken to, but he took it personally. He took control of that team in the second half, second didn't half, he? second half, he was amazing. And he had he had that Cam Munster attitude about him again. He was fired up. Well, I keep using, you know, I keep using that saying, he's a bit of a gunslinger. Yep. He just waltzes into town yep. and goes, right, I'm going to make an impact and I'm just going to waltz off again. That's what he yep. did in the second half. Um, the Eels, this happens every year, it seems like, for the last three years. Uh, geez, they need to win against the Cowboys. If they lose against the Cowboys, then they're just going to go out and They've just got to win. They've just got to win. Yeah, doesn't matter how it, they win. Absolutely. They've got to win in, ugly, whatever it may be. As I've told you a hundred times, the Swans won a premiership winning ugly. There's yep. nothing wrong with winning ugly. Losing ugly, that's the problem. Mm. I hope you've learned something from that, kids. Put that on, a, on the wall as a poster. And don't date anyone ugly. Whoa, hang on. No, hang okay. on. Otherwise, too far. I wouldn't be married. <laughs> if Anita didn't date someone ugly, I'd be single. And uh, you wouldn't have your your two or one beautiful, beautiful twin, <laughs> one and a half. A one twin. is just evil. Yeah, but she's still beautiful though. Mm. She can be evil. Uh, Dragons keen on Mo Fotowaka. Uh, will the Titans have enough Moolah to keep him? Jeez, I'd be getting rid of uh, <laughs> David Fafida. I'd be shopping him around. Yeah, I, I think I'd be so. keep. I'd be. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not being sensationalist here, but I would keep Mo Fotowaka ahead of David Fafida based on form this year. Any day, isn't it funny? But you look at statistics, and David Fafida has scored 14 tries, and he's had like 40 something offloads and. Um, a mountain of line breaks as well. So statistically, you think yeah, they're amazing statistics. But but st- statistics lie sometimes, mate. Yeah, like, I mean, he scored some of those tries. It's like a an 18-year-old playing under 12s against mm. some teams. But when he comes up against those good teams... Well, they rip into his ribcage. They get up in his face. They're aggressive with him. That's what South did. That's what Melbourne Storm did. But you buy David for feeder, so you beat those teams. Yeah, exactly. But he's just not playing the role he needs to. And Mo Fadawaka, who is a state of origin front rower, uh, who has performed well at state of origin yep. level as well. I don't think they're going to have enough to keep him. And, you know, Mo Fadawaka has been a, a real loyal Gold Coast player. 
Um, went to Kiba Park and, and wants to stay on the Gold Coast, but he'll yeah. go to the open market as of November 1. They'll do everything they can to keep him, but I can't see them keeping him. And the Dragons, have, you know, they're, they're going on a, a real spending spree when it comes to recruitment. So he'd be another another great pickup for, for any side, but the Dragons themselves, they've, they've recruited Willie really well and, for 2022. And Sats, this is what we talked about when the Titans – Recruited David Fafita. I'm not blaming David Fafita. Good on him for earning what he earns. Uh, you'd never, you'd never begrudge a guy for that, right? And yes, his form isn't where it should be, right? But hopefully that'll turn around. But this is the problem when you pay that much money. I believe is overs. That's just my personal opinion. I believe is overs for David Fafita. Then you get these blokes who are local product. Kids are going to school at that school now, looking up to these guys, going, I want to play for the Titans. And all of a sudden, they've got to go because they can't afford him. Mm. And the same's going to happen to Big Tino, mate. Well, Dave Fafita's a local. Yeah, but I, yeah, but they're, they're building a team of locals. Mm. They've got some really good local talent. And and Big Tino, although he's not a local, they're going to have the same problem with him as well. They're not going to be able to afford to keep him as well because he's been an outstanding form as well. well. He's been their best player. Both he and Brian Kelly have been their best Absolutely. players Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, if this Dave is the Fafita, problem. If Dave Fafita wasn't on a million dollars, he'd be in second grade. I reckon that's a fair call. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you're right. Uh, Connor Watson goes to the Chooks for less money. Are there issues at Newcastle? We've had a couple of players leave there this no, week. I don't, I don't know. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. A press conference on Wednesday, I think it was, Connor Watson come out and refuted any um, disagreements between both he and the coach. He classed the coach as a mate. Um, Adam O'Brien came out and said he actually gave him a big bear hug when, <laughs> when he – he could see the pressure and the stress on Connor having to make a decision, then telling his teammates and the coach that he wasn't going to be around after next year. It's a huge burden. Now, what is concerning is that he is going to the Roosters for less money and also two years as opposed to three years. Now, the reason the two years is, is he's 25 at the moment, and for more reports, there's 350 on the table a year for three years for Connor Watson. So it's not about taking less money and less years term for Connor Watson at the Chooks. What it's about is going there for two years as a 25-year-old. By the time he's nearly turning 27 at the when he's coming through his second year, he feels as though that he is going to be worth much more on the open market than playing year three for yeah. 350000 So it's a smart move by Connor Watson. What's concerning is that he's going to the Roosters, one, because he thinks he can play finals every year, two, he feel, feels as though his game's going to develop under Trent Robinson. If that's the case, that's concerning for, yeah. for Adam O'Brien and, and Anthony Seabold, who are the, the Knights, who, who feel as though a player is going to go to another coach where he, that he feels as though he can develop and not develop under them. For less money. Yeah. yeah it, it, that's, is, that's it is concerning. The... And to lose Josh King, very good young front yeah, rower to the Melbourne Storm for two, two years as well. It's... I, I, don't, I can understand... I suppose it's probably the Melbourne, probably the same as the Roosters. I can understand that. That, I mean, I reckon any young player would love to be in that storm system. I mean, look how these blokes just come off the bench. Look at the, uh, we've had him on the show before, Chris Lewis, all these guys who hardly play any time. Mm. Uh, Sevy, they just come out and they're just like, they've been playing first grade all year and they haven't. Mm. What a wonderful system. So I can understand that. And I suppose the Roosters have a similar system, don't they? Well, they do. They they train hard, got a great work ethic. They do uh, their due diligence and research on players, and that's why they get the results. 
It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. Oh boy, am I looking forward to this. What am I wearing? Nothing. Hey, no, I'm talking about above my waist. Have you got your South Sydney shirt on? i got my South Sydney polo on, mate. I'm ready to rock and roll as a proud member of the Mighty Rabbitohs. For 12 months. Uh, Well, listen, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Jesus, a big game, Sats. Who do you you go for? I mean, your dad's a legend of the club and, of course, you played for Penrith, won a premiership for Penrith. Uh, Is your heart with the Panthers? Yeah, it is. Do you know what it's? It is and it isn't. Well, it is, honestly. But my my DNA has always told me, my bloodlines have always followed the rabbits. Even and you grew was, up with all those legends around the yeah, house. And even when I was at Panthers, I was always keeping an eye on the rabbits. They weren't going so great when I was playing, but I always kept an eye on the, on the rabbits and loved it when they had some had a win or some success, whatever it may be. So tonight's game, I, you know, I, I think Penrith will win. I hope Penrith will win because I don't think it will affect – either team if, if they lose tonight when it comes to the finals. so Well, that's what I want to ask you. There, there is that talk that it doesn't matter when it comes to the finals, but do you think it matters probably more to Souths because they want to see how they can compete against these top teams because their form this year has been ordinary against the Storm and Panthers? Yeah, well, it's, it's probably more important for Souths because the way they were beaten, Dubbo round 11, I think it was, beaten by 40 or 50 points. And so that was embarrassing for a Wayne Bennett coach side. From all reports, Wayne Bennett just left the dressing room, didn't say anything to his team. And that, that hurts as a player when your coach isn't willing to talk to you after the game. So, um, you know, with, with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, it's about not about reversing that result, but it's about proving to people that when you play one of those top sides that you can compete. And so there's still some question marks over South in relation to competing with those big I sides. Agree. When yeah. South got lapped by Melbourne, I think it was, they didn't have Latrell, they didn't have Adam Reynolds. There's a bit of an excuse of why they weren't as potent as what they normally are. But when they played the Panthers, they had everyone in and they were embarrassed. Mm. They'll remember that. Mm. But in saying that, it's about doing the things that you need to do to win finals matches now, three weeks out. And, uh, and yeah, Wayne Bennett, he'll have them primed. He'll have them, he'll have them ready to go. I, I honestly can't pick a winner at the moment. That game in Dubbo was the turning point for the South's season too, wasn't it? Well, it did, yeah. It, it was. I think they've gone. That was their line in the sand moment. Is it 10 or 11? 10 in a row. In a row, yeah. So, uh, And a lot of the good clubs have a trigger point in the season at some mm. stage. We, When we won the Comp in 03, we went on eight or nine in a row and then we got beaten by the Roosters at home about six weeks out from the finals five weeks out from the finals, and they beat us up physically at home in front of our own fans on a Sunday afternoon, Channel 9, sold out Panther Stadium, and they embarrassed us physically. That was the turning point for our season. Mm. We actually looked back and thought, well, if we're going to win the comp, we've actually got to toughen up. And that's probably the same that's happened to South Sats. Mm. Um, There's a lot of questions around their defence, particularly against this wonderful attack of the Panthers. I think... What's more concerning about their defence is that they've leaked points South against... Teams are a lot lower than them on the ladder. Your Cowboys, your Bulldogs, and Co. You know why? I think it's because they re- they relax. And, and well, they've lo- got players that can switch off. And and that's what happened against the Gold Coast. They had that game in the bag. They, well, they're they, getting beaten twenty four something, twenty four nil at one stage. Oh no, I'm talking about last week. Oh yeah. Well, I mean they're up thirty odd points, mm. and they just they just took the pedal um, foot off the pedal and just coasted. Well, I think there are some players. It's a little bit like Munster. You can see that the whole body language. 
they usually played an 80 out of 10 every week. But yeah. when they play against some teams, they say, well, if I play at a six, I'm still going to get the result. Well, it's interesting what Bellamy said last night at the press conference. I think we're just waiting for the finals. Mm. You know, but there's still a job to do. You've still got to win games. Well, they, and, they, they want to win a minor premiership. And I reckon that's the hard thing too with this, these top four teams, or particularly the top three. They're already guaranteed. Mm. Jeez, we've just got to wait for the rest of the competition to play this out. Then we get into the series part of it. And, yeah. and that's how big the divide is this year, mm. isn't it? There's oh, no threat. I, I think there's always been, in a majority of years, I think there's always only been, by this time of year, there's only three or four teams that can seriously win the comp. Mm. And so I think we have this argument every year. Oh, there's really only two or three teams or four teams at most that can win the comp. Very rarely do we say anyone in the top eight can win the comp this year. Mm. Mm. No, I, th- I think it's I think it's Melbourne Storm than everyone else still. No, I, I don't think it is. You don't? No, I, I, it's Manly Penrith, South Sydney definitely, and, okay. and Manly on their day. Yeah, right here. Mm. Okay, this is off the bench. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews. We'll get to a break. When we come back, uh, we'll review Thursday night plus – uh, Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland, joins us for an update. There you have it, Sats. Uh, the storm too strong in the end for the Titans, 34-20. Titans were were good, mate. They 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 put in, didn't they? They did. They, they had a good effort and they had good energy. And they started the game. You've got to take your chances when you get very few opportunities against Melbourne. You've got to take them. And yep. they mistake in the first set of six from George Jennings and – in the, in the second minute of the game, the Gold Coast Titans scored a pretty easy try in the end. Great work from Patrick Herbert on to Greg Marshu, and and they score early, and they were able to really control the first half. It was just a matter of time before Melbourne clicked into gear, and they did in short parts in the first half. They got back to a lead, and I think it was I think it was twelve ten. Yeah, and, and then at half time, sixteen twelve at half time. Sixteen twelve at half time, but you know the unfortunately the one there was one moment in the game where it turned in favour of Melbourne and it was when Kenny Bromwich dives on a ball yeah. at marker when there was no one at dummy half. It's just unexplainable and it's not good enough. And um, and that's that ended up being the, the real big moment in the game that turned yeah. it in favour of the Melbourne Storm. Josh Adokar scored that set of six after it. The game was gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very interesting, very interesting game. Look, I, I thought there were some standouts there too for uh, for the Storm. Addo Car back to some good form. He hasn't scored tries for a while. No, he scored two last night. And, yeah, and, oh, and sorry, but, Thursday night. Yeah, and, and he and he set up another one, and just with blistering pace. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan. I thought Ryan Pappenhausen was great. wasn't he good? Had a hand in three yeah. tries. I think he's back to about 90 percent of what we're used to seeing him. How was Nico Hines at really, halfback? Yeah, he was all right. Well. It was okay. Well, he's he, playing out of position. Yeah. That's the thing. You could tell he was playing out of position. He was um, – you could tell he was he'd – ra- he'd rather receive the ball with a little bit more space yeah. as opposed to receiving it first off the ruck like a halfback does. Didn't have that space. Cam Munster's second half. Outstanding. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Like, and he brought the mongrel. He well, brought, that's, he that's brought, what your senior players got yeah, to do. When absolutely. your team's down, you've got to take responsibility. Even you know? when he scored that try, he's pushing and shoving the Titans players. Going, Harry Grant was outstanding. Wasn't he? Again. Yeah. And for the Gold Coast Titans, I've got to say, uh, Bo Furmore was good. He's great. Jaden Campbell at fullback was amazing. Scored Out, two tries. That was his fourth game. Yeah. And I, I just think, I just think, I haven't seen him disappoint yet. Mm. I hope he get, I hope he, a can eat some food, and two, be more regular in the side because I, I, mate, he'd be a good fourteen. Well, it'll be, it'll be, a decision from Justin Holbrook about whether he moves. Would you move him to the nine? 
No. No, but you would you'd possibly move AJ Brimson up to five eighth where he normally played. And put him at fullback, right? And put him at fullback. But yeah. uh for Justin Holbrook, a lot of concern for him with two games to finish out the season against the Warriors and uh also the Knights, which are two winnable games if they yeah. play with the same amount of energy that they did against the Melbourne Storm. I thought the halves for the Titans were just – they're not up to it, mate. Well, the, it, Fogarty's kicking game, well, it's fifth, interesting, fifth tackle option. Interesting decision by Justin Holbrook to drop young Toby Sexton, yeah. who's the future of the club. They've just re-signed him. And keep Ash Taylor, oh. who is not the future of the club. So having Fogarty and also Toby Sexton would have made sense. And he and he rested Mo Fertawaka, who is a state-of-origin yeah. standard front rower, going up against Christian a Welch. physical – Melbourne Ford Pack. There you go. Our Thursday night preview. That man chuckling in the background is, I don't know what we said that was funny, uh, is uh, Racing Queensland's expert. (laughs) That is brutal. Uh, Chris Nelson is joining us. He's not laughing now. Uh, Queensland is your place to race this year. Hello, Chrissy. Sorry, uh, Jase, you're just breaking up there. Um, Did I miss something? (laughs) (laughs) Mate, uh, Sat, you want to ask him a question? Now, um, this week and tomorrow there's and throughout the, the rest of the week, there's Eagle Farm, there's Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Cairns and Toowoomba. Now, Cairns, oh. can you educate me? Is that the Cairns Amateurs or a completely different? No. No, okay. No, it's the Cairns, it's the Cairns New Market uh, on Saturday and the Cairns Cup next Saturday. And then a, a few weeks after that is the Cairns Amateurs. I think that's uh, in September. So uh, well, it will come up. Weeks but, no, Cairns. separate oh. meetings. I know. Wouldn't it's, you like to be up there? Oh, hang out for mate. A month? Mate, I'd move up there tomorrow. Right. That's my favourite place, Cairns. I've got mates living up there. Oh, well. It's lawless. We could put together a GoFundMe page and probably have you up there. That's a bit nasty, isn't it? <laughs> All right, we'll move on. <laughs> mate, uh, what money, uh, what would we do our dough on this weekend with your tips? Well, we did all right last week. No, we, uh, we did, had a bit mate. of trouble no, we during. Yeah. We had trouble during the week because of that weather, which uh, caused. Chaos. Oh, now it's the weather's fault, um, not because the horse had a cold. Well, of course, no, it's nothing to do with. Well, the horse had a cough. That's right, which didn't help. But um, its throat yeah, was a little horse. Fight. It was a little horse. Very, very good. You've been working on that one. That's one of that. Oh that's... gosh. <laughs> all right. What do you got for us? All right. Race. Now, race one, number five, Champagne Auntie will just win again, but she's short odds. So if you're into the short odds, you can kick off the day with a winner, race one, number five. Or go to race five, number three, McCovey Cove. Now, McCovey Cove ran third here uh, at Eagle Farm in a recent midweeker. Now, the way that race was run, Averwell led, just cantered in front. McCovey Cove sat back last, had no chance uh, mathematically of making up the ground, but he did a good job running into third. Ryan Maloney rides from gate number one on Saturday. He'll be closer in the run, and I think he can make amends. So race five, number three, McCovey Cove. Race six, number one, released the beans, has been flying this prep. Three starts for two wins. Those two wins have been at his last two starts. And they've both been strong efforts because the pace has been uh, pretty solid up front, and that's where he's been, and he's been able to kick on. Well, he kicked on two back to win narrowly, and then he pulled away from them last time out at 13.50. So 1,400 doesn't seem an issue. We've lost one of the leaders in the race, so... Only he, released the Beans and Queen's Pier, likely to go forward. So going to get a pretty soft time of it in front. He'll be very hard to beat. Release the Beans, race six, number one. And one at a bit of value, race eight, number five, Jesui Bell. Trained at Toowoomba. Uh, she ran second to shooting for gold first up and then ran a good third up to 1,200 last time. Didn't think she was a 1,200-metre horse, uh, but she did. Well, they did ride her quieter and she came home very well. She hit the line solidly. 
Now she's back to the 1,000 again. Just a little bit of an awkward gait, but with cover, I think she'll be able to finish off strongly. So just sweet bell each way in race eight, number five. All right, mate, and no, nothing wrong with running second to shooting for gold, which was in outstanding form. No. Absolutely. That's a very good form line indeed. Absolutely. Uh, and by the way, just a quick mention as well, um, Alligator Blood racing next Friday, public holiday on the Gold Coast, Alligator Blood making its return. Yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Alligator Blood to go around in the gold market, handicap at the Gold Coast on Friday. There's going to be some stiff competition in the race. Jimmy Orman will take the ride. Tremonto, I know, is one horse that will be taking on Alligator Blood. It's uh, off a, a good first-up win recently at Doombin. So that's going to be an exciting day's racing on a Friday, which is great. Yeah, and with crowds back to 75% capacity, geez, I hope they get a good day at the Gold mm. Coast Turf Club for that. That'll be great. Queenslanders racing. The action continues this week at Doombin, the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. Oh, one other one. When I was off on my uh, AstraZeneca deathbed uh, the other day, mm. uh, Chris sent me a tip for Mr. Piccolo. Was it Mr. Piccolo? Chris? You asked me if I had – you said to me, is there anything no, no, here no, that no. I can No, 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 I'm actually going to pay you a compliment. You're at a good – oh, thanks. I was just about to – At Bo Desert. Very defensive there, weren't we? You <laughs> said – what a horse to follow, mate. Is it Mr. Piccolo? Well, I didn't even see the race. How did he go? Oh, uh, well, just missed out. Uh, missed out to the favourite, but ran. If I had a longer straight, I think the Bow Desert straight's like twenty metres. But if I had a longer <laughs> yeah, straight, uh, it would have uh, would have done very well. So that's one to follow too, Mister Piccolo. Righty, hey Chris, uh, we'll catch you next week, mate. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Time for a break on off the bench. Uh, when we come back, uh, a newly signed rooster, Nat Butcher, joins us next on off the bench. Welcome back to off the bench. On the bounce now, Butcher. Butcher's straight through the middle of them, and he stacks the fullback. Darius came up with thin air, and Nat Butcher scores under the post. Yeah, talented player, this young man. Very talented player. Catch up with uh, Nat Butcher, boys. On the oh, I, First and foremost, congratulations on the new two-year contract, both you and your brother Egan. Um, it must be good to get uh, that pressure off your, off your back. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, great to be able to also re-sign with Egan. So keeps us at the club for another two years. We're very happy about it. Now, what happened? Now, before we get to your how good you're playing at the moment and how the Roosters just keep finding a way to win in games, how did you end up at the Roosters? Because your dad played for the Bunnies for a number of years, and you were a, I think a, you were a, you were, a, were you a, a, a seagull? You played for the Southern Sea and Seagulls, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So how yeah, did you end up at the Roosters? Yeah, so I played uh, Matson Ball at South, yep. and then um, I was just on like a like a sort of junior contract uh, that a few of us were on there at South, and and when that was coming up, um, Bruce was offered offered a deal, and um, I had a meeting with Robbo, and um, a lot to do with what he said, and um, you know he sort of outlined what he uh, saw in me and, and the pathway of the NRL and, and what uh, he wanted out of players and and that really hit home for me. So, you know, it was a club that I really wanted to go to and to be able to be coached under him was um, an opportunity that I just couldn't pass down. And you and did was Egan in a similar boat? Did he come along because you were there or did he did he have his own experience and why he didn't play for South and why he, he had to uh, completely brush your dad Blake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Egan went through the same thing that I did. Then a couple of years later, so we're three years apart. So then uh, he made the decision to to come over too. 
Yeah, to the Roosters as well. How, how cool is it, mate, playing alongside your... I think, was it round 12 when he made his debut? So for a number of times now, you've got your, uh, your younger brother out there beside you. Is that uh, pretty special? Yeah, for sure. You know, I remember when you were kids and you, you play out the front or you play down the park and, and all the games that you, you have when you're at that age and then to be able to uh, be playing first grade together at such a great club, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty special. It's a real honour. Now, give us an insight into Trent Robinson when you know, the, the team is behind the eight ball and you've got a lot, of, a lot of injuries, probably the most injuries throughout all the teams in the competition. I think you've had 16 or 17 players that have spent more than four or five weeks on the sideline, but you just keep finding a, a way to win. To just give us an insight into Trent Robinson's, just his mindset when you go into these periods of when you're, you're basically just getting pushed back out in the field with, with Band-Aids on. Uh, yeah, well... You know, we he instills this sort uh, this style that we we like to play with, um, what we call rooster style. And um, you know, you you're taught it as soon as you come into the first grade squad, and um, you know, it gets ingrained in you through the through the preseason. So um, everyone in our squad like understands it and, and knows that their role that they um, play in it with their given position. So uh, whenever someone's caught upon, it's yeah, it really is that next man up and. And to the credit, uh, a lot of the young boys they've really uh, stood up this year. Not only just doing a job when they when they come in and play the positions, but they really uh, executed their role and and just nailed it and really flourishing. Now he's one of my favourite players. I've got to declare that Nat, and that's Jared Warrior Hargraves has been for many many years. He's back this weekend, or he's named at least one of the legends of the game. Now as a young forward. When he's a player, when you look across the dressing sheds and you see that he's part of your team and he's getting ready to go into battle, does he make you feel confident when he's alongside you? Yeah, for sure. That big ugly mug. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's better to be on your side than playing against. Tell you that. Is it true that he's got his own range of underwear? Yeah, yeah, front row. He um, yeah, he says it's all us. I think he rips us off just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Sats mentioned before those blokes that have retired. Are they still hanging around? I know it might be difficult in um, when you're you're based in a you know in sort of a bubble up on the Sunshine Coast. But but Boyd Cordner, who I imagine you might be able to pick his brain a fair bit. Jake Friend, who's from on, up that way. Uh, uh, Brett Morris. Are they are they still hanging around and, and helping out? Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, Border, he came up with us. He's part of the the coaching staff, and and he sort of helps us, um, helps me a lot, like with with um, playing second row and and just the position. There's a few of us uh, in that same boat, uh, so he helps me with that, and then he helps also on a leadership front um, with like you know guys like Ted and, and Jared, and just about how uh, they want to go about their their games and. Um, just decisions and all sorts of scenarios that, that they might get tossed into. And then um, I know Jake works with um, Sam Verrills a lot. He didn't come up, but, you know, they um, they speak on a regular basis just about uh, their game and just hooker, playing hooker. And, and uh, BMOS helps with – he does a lot of work, like, with the outside back, so sort of their sort of video and, um, you know, what, what he can do there. You know, a lot of young boys have been um, – Tossed in there, and so you know he sort of helped them um, find their role. Yeah, cool. And and being on the Sunshine Coast at Twin Waters um, with your with your families and your partners, it's it's not as bad as some would suggest. I imagine. I'm sure it's it's foreign, and you, you're not where you normally would be back home in the eastern suburbs. But 
it's not. Uh, I'm sure it's not all bad. Nah, 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 nah. We're all cheering. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so great up here. Um, you know, we're always now that uh, we're out of our restrictions, we we get out and uh, make sure you know we're and we're not um, just hanging around the hotel. You know, we we go out to to Noosa a fair bit. The, the boys that have cars and. Uh, get out to brekkie lunch or dinner, and go to hang out at the beach. Go play golf. Oh, so yeah, we're getting. Could out. only be could only be better if you were stationed in Brisbane. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just beautiful. Of course Swim you would. Of course, course, the roosters would be finding their way to Noosa. Noosa. Now, I want to ask you, as a proud Redfern boy, I'm pretty sure growing up, if you were a coffee drinker, it'd be international roast straight out of the can. But I'm thinking now that you're the roosters and you're going to Noosa. Is it all about oat milk lattes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, moved on from a cone of gold to, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, you mentioned Manly, um, fourth spot you guys are in, but they're breathing uh, down your throats. Um, is there any talk about how important it is to, to stay in that top four with this, you know, this game against the Dragons on Sunday in Toowoomba being pretty important? Yeah, you yeah, know, we set out, um, you know, goals at the start of the year and obviously finishing in the top four is, um, you know, it's very important and we know, importance it has on the final series so you know we just take it obviously week by week um knowing that we want to finish in the top four and, and it starts um again this week on sunday against the dragons making sure we're doing everything in our preparations to to ensure the win I, uh, have you ever been to toowoomba <laughs> nah no nah, i've never well, been to toowoomba but you know well, just, we're pretty pretty keen to go i'll just warn you there's a good chance at some stage you'll have to get out of the bus the whole team and push it up the range <laughs> happens <laughs> Happens regularly. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Yep. Hey, uh, now before you go, I've I've lost my fantasy quarterback in Drew Brees now through retirement. Have you got a smoky for me, mate, for my fantasy team? Yeah, is it a keeper league? The who? Is it sorry? Like is the is it the league a keeper league? I don't know what it's called. No, it's just I, I don't know what the uh, league is called. But I just need I don't know which quarterback. Yeah, I just don't know who to go with this year. Drew Brees used to get me all going? these points. Who's your team? I'm a Green Bay Packers man. Yeah, well, I go, for, I go for the Rams. Yep. Uh, so I like Matt Stafford, but also like um, Justin Herbert, who's at the Chargers. Right, yeah. The young guy in second year this year um, came onto the scene last year and just killed it for me out in one of my leagues. So there you go. yeah, I drafted him again. Well, he, uh, well, I don't play, but it sounds like Woogie, you're not even playing either. You're just making no. It I, up. I'm on the one that's through the no NFL. Idea. I got no idea. <laughs> it just comes in my email every Monday, and I go, yeah, right, yeah, go again. Now, you talk about a young player in the NFL that's just making a bit of a name for himself, Sam Walker in his first year. I mean, you've been a few years in the NRL now. You're you know, approaching 100 games. What have you made of his first year? Yeah, Sam Walker's been great. You know, it's obviously been pretty tough for him uh, not having a guy like Kez there to partner with the Haas, but not, that's also to the credit of uh, Drew Hutchinson. You know, he's really stepped up um, into his role as well and, and, and led the team around and been able to have guys like Sam Walker play off the back of that and to Sam's credit you know he just he backs himself and is full of confidence and so to be able to see some of the plays that that he's able to do and attack and and really control that that right edge you know so much strike power in Satili and guys like Joseph Manu and, and Matty Cavalli when he was there but now we've got and now Dale Copley it's yeah it's great to see he gives us a lot of confidence. Now, um, before we let you go, we we got to mention um, that you're not only studying a Bachelor of Commerce off the field, but you're a nominee this year for the Ken Stephen Medal, Stephen Medal, which is a prestigious award in the NRL. Tell us about uh, the community program you're working with off the field. 
Yeah, so um, I do some work with the Boys and Girls Brigade. So it's an organisation in Surrey Hills that looks after uh, disadvantaged families for youth and, and children. And uh, also um, with a lot of the other boys at the club, um, we do the Ronald McDonald House just at Randwick there. So we go and see them on long turnarounds um, on, in the afternoons. Oh, that's good, mate. Really, really well done. Good it's good man. that you've got all that interest outside of football. And it sounds like one of your interests as well is bird watching. Um, <laughs> are you doing that with Uncle yeah. Nick at the moment? Are you and Uncle Nick? Did bird you get your bird cage brought up from <laughs> Sydney? Is <laughs> are you seriously? Have you got like a safari suit on at the moment while you're talking to us? <laughs> oh no, I was sitting out on the balcony. Yeah. All right. Or Jake's, or Jake's. Good what luck. a good spot. What a great yeah. spot. At least you've got a balcony. Don't mention that to the Parramatta players. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be blowing up. Uh, good luck against the Dragons <laughs> Sunday Arvo in beautiful tea bar in Toowoomba, 2 o'clock. If the Dragons suggest you have a barbecue after the game, what's the correct answer? No. <laughs> That's it. This is Off The Bench. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off The Bench footy tips. Uh, for a rooster, that wasn't a bad chat with Nat Butcher, by the way. Uh, good luck to uh, Nat. He and... sounded like he was asleep. But yeah, that, he's but a good kid. No, very good kid. Mm. Oh, actually, yeah, I like. I can't say it. Uh, Tigers versus Sharks, <laughs> Sunday Arvo, three o'clock, Brown Park, Rocky. Great to see Brown Park uh, getting Best a game. Best steak sandwiches in Queensland, yeah, in Australia. Yeah, wow, that's a big call. Yeah, I hate it when you get a steak sandwich. Actually, you take a bite and the whole piece of meat comes out, and, and the, then all you're left with is soggy bread and, and a bit of lettuce. Well, this is the difference. Okay, mm. they've got a a large array of condiments. Ooh. To put on your steak sandwich. Now, I'm a. Condiments are sauces, by the way, well, guys. I I'm didn't a, know. I'm a barbecue sauce man yeah, with a like little it. bit of mustard. Ooh. And their steak hasn't got any gristle through it because Rockhampton is basically. Yeah. Well, them and Casino fight over the, the beef capital of Australia. Well, do they actually. Is it true they actually carve the meat from a cow at the ground at and the put ground. it straight on the barbecue? Yep, yeah, exactly. But outside of that, you know what the, the kicker is? What? They toast their buns on the barbecue. No. Toast their buns. Mm. What? Yep, exactly. Fantastic. Anyway, who wins the game? Uh, West Tigers, I think. I agree with you. Bulldogs, Knights, Saturday Arvo. Double header on Saturday and Saturday night, Seabus. Uh, I'm going to say the Knights. So again, they've got the rails run home and it's for them to lose and not play finals. Eels, Cowboys, can they win that on Saturday night at Seabus? Yeah, I think they will. They're overwhelming favourites. They should be the Parramatta Eels. The Cows has got too many young players and players out injured, so the Parramatta Eels. If they lose this, could that be the end of Brad Arthur's reign as coach of the Eels? Potentially. Yeah, I think so mm. as well. Dragons versus Roosters, Sunday Arvo in Toowoomba. Yeah, Clive Berg, Hoffa Stadium, a really yeah. a beautiful regional stadium. Uh, I'm going to say the Roosters. Um, Dragons haven't been the same. After the players were suspended from Barbecue Gate, and and the Roosters just keep finding a way to win. They're sitting fourth. I know, and they've had seventeen players out of their top sixty-five percent of their squad has been injured for four weeks or more. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You've got to admire them if you support them. Uh, and Broncos <laughs> versus Warriors Sunday Arvo Footy at Suncorp. I love Sunday Arvo Footy at Suncorp. This is a good See, game. This is what two Brisbane teams will bring you: a game on Friday night at Suncorp and a yeah. game on Sunday. Is that, and I love Sunday afternoon footy like you. Whether it's the Broncos, whether it's the Intrust Super Cup, 
or the knock-on effect, which is the New South Wales Cup. I, I love Sunday afternoon footy. And people love it in Brizzy as well. Oh, mate. They, they go to Caxton Street, have a couple of beers. Yeah. Oh, look, I um, – It's a real family day. Yeah, pity it's the Broncos, though. Uh, I'd say the, <laughs> I'm going to say the Warriors, but – Going for four in a row, It's so the toughest game to pick this weekend, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm. I, I want to see the Warriors win. I want them to make the finals. Yep. That would be the best thing to see the Warriors scrape story, into the Sorry, Titans fans. Sorry, Newcastle. I know oh, Newcastle in seventh anyway. Yep. I don't think Newcastle will move from that spot. No, I don't think they will either. So, but I think that stay with us. That's don't get too tired. Anyway, there are our tips for the remainder of the weekend. Now you're gonna make me yawn. On off the bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? We should get Dr. Carl on the radio and ask him why when someone yawns, it makes another person yawn. Yeah, it is too. It's contagious. Yeah. So if you want to know whether people are watching you. You yawn and yep. see whether they yawn as well. It means that they're, yeah, well, they get the rose on you. To be fair, when I talk to a lot of people, they yawn anyway. Mm. So it doesn't really matter. Mm. Mate, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, I was really looking forward to the Manny Pacquiao up against Errol Spence Jr. Is this in a nursing home? This the absolute legend, Manny Pacquiao. Like he's won eight divisions, different divisions as world champion. Errol Spence Jr., who survived a car crash 18 months ago, is yep. now the world champion again in boxing. I was looking forward to this, but a detached retina. Errol Spence Jr. is not fighting. So it's now the legend versus the Olympian, which is a Cuban by the name of Yordinas Ugas. And he's a really good fighter. So I'm really looking forward to this. This is in uh, Nevada, Wait, so the US. Pac- isn't Pacquiao now the, the, the mayor of he's Manila be, or something? trying to be the prime minister of, uh, of President, President. Philippines. Ah, there you go. Um, All right. What is 40? I think he's 40 now. Manny Pacquiao. Actually, they showed yesterday on one of the uh, Foxtel channels, they showed the Horn-Pacquiao fight. Oh, yeah. I looked at that and I've gone, Pacquiao did better than I actually thought he did. Pacquiao was a, well, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah, but I'm he saying, read Horn. between the lines. I think he did beat Jeff Horn. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I'd looked at that fight and I've gone, the, Jeff I, Horn did a great job of, of but I unsettling thought, him. But that's not how you win a fight. Well, you, they say he was more aggressive, Jeff Horn. You get scored really well for how aggressive you are. And it's take boxing, the fight. mate. Everyone's aggressive. Yeah, some aren't. Okay. Some retreat and try and defend. So, okay. um, yeah, it was a great, it was a great afternoon that afternoon. It wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw, actually. Yeah, there you go, uh, mate. You know what I'm what looking, looking forward, forward to, to, mate? Eddie Betts, last game for Carlton. Oh right? yeah, against the Giants. GWS, GWS have got to win that to play the finals. Absolutely, yeah. and mate, I've got so much admiration for Eddie Betts. Mm. I really do. And um, after watching that doco last year, he where, came. He came out of it. Yep. So, man of great convictions, a beautiful family man. Yep. I've always liked him as a player, but now I've got to know him by watching that as a person. Uh, I, he just deserves the bet, best, mm. Eddie Betts. And I hope Carlton do it for him over GWS uh, this weekend. Rightio, that has been Off the Bench. Have yourself a great week. We'll do it again next week. Catch you then. Saturday. Bye. Goodbye.